This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Buffalo's got a spirit talking proud, talking proud. Listen up and hear it talking proud, talking proud. All right, podcast fans, what's going on? How you doing? Episode 221, Talking Buffalo Podcast. Thank you to everyone out there, as always, for continuing to listen, download, support the show. It really means a lot to me. Tell you what, I'm really excited about this week's episodes. Doing something that I've actually never done on this podcast before in a couple ways. Number one, this is actually part one of a two-part episode for the week, doing an all-time Buffalo Sabres roster draft. 50 years of Buffalo Sabres hockey, any player or any coach who's ever been a part of the organization was eligible to be drafted. And I got four of the very best Buffalo Sabres minds to do this exercise. More on them in just a second, but I want to explain how we did this. It was a snake draft. Everyone out there, I'm sure you know what a snake draft is. Four teams. I did not draft the team, by the way. I just kind of served as a narrator. And to be honest with you, I just gabbed. For the most part, I was pretty much useless. But anyway, each of these four guys drafted an entire roster of current or former Buffalo Sabres players, 12 forwards, six defensemen, two goalies, one head coach, one assistant coach. Again, I said this was a two-parter. Today is part one. We drafted the forwards, head coach, and the assistant coach. And then on Friday was is part two, where I have the goaltenders and the defensemen. The four participants that I had, again, kind of like a who's who when it comes to the Buffalo Sabres. Paul Hamilton from WGR, John Vogel from The Athletic, Chris Baker from Sabres Prospects, and Chad DiDominicis from Die by the Blade, who also now has a new website, Buffalo Sabres analytical website called expected Buffalo. Again, I don't need to run down their accomplishments. If you follow the Buffalo Sabres, you know these four guys, and I'm sure you know them well. Again, it was a snake draft, a lot of laughs, a lot of analysis, some surprise picks. I loved the process. And I want to say one more thing about these teams too. They were not done necessarily. Like let's use the forwards who were, were drafting today for an example. Each guy did not take necessarily the 12 most talented forwards. It was about putting four good lines together. You don't want to have four number one centers. It's not going to help you with a checking line, right? So those guys took that into consideration when they did this during this process. Again, we took this exercise while we had fun. It was also done on a serious basis too. We legitimately wanted to put the best teams out there that we could draft. Guys took a lot of pride in it. Again, some laughs. 
Really good analysis. I got to say one thing before we get into this. I got to warn you ahead of time, and I'm not happy about it, but it is what it is. The audio at times is not good. And if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you know how much pride I take, if nothing else, in putting out a really good audio production. Well, unfortunately, earlier I just said a few minutes ago how this was a first in a couple ways. Well, this is the first time on this podcast I've ever had multiple guests. And not only multiple guests, I had four guests on. So I used computer software that I had never used before. Now, John and Chad, their vocals, perfectly fine. I had issues with Chris and I had issues with Paul's audio, and I'm going to take responsibility for both of them. In the case of Chris, he had a USB microphone that didn't mesh well with the gear that I have. In hindsight, I should have told him not to use a mic, so that's completely on me. As a result, Chris, who has an awesome voice, by the way, I've said this many times on this podcast. I've said, I was going to have a regular podcast where I had a guest on the same person with me each and every time, somebody I'd love to have. Chris Baker would be like right near the top of that list. I love talking to Chris, great voice. But anyway, his voice throughout the audio, at least at times, at least, it, it sounds really muddled. Just going to tell you that straight up. Then in the case of Paul, he was having issues with his laptop. I couldn't not get his voice high enough. So I called him on his cell phone and we taped that way to include him. But I had to boost audio to a point where the voice just goes in and out at times. Not all the time, but it does sometimes. So anyway, I just wanted to pre-warn you, don't get distracted by crappy audio at times because the content is killer. Again, for the best Buffalo Sabres hockey minds out there doing their thing. This was a lot of fun. Again, part one today, Fords, coaches, part two on Friday, goalies, defensemen. I'm going to play that for you now, and then I'm going to come back. I'm going to recap the picks. Uh, offer a couple of thoughts of my own, talk about a poll that I'm going to put up on Twitter, a few other things as well, but I'll get to that later. So let's get into the interview right now. Here it is, all-time Sabres roster draft part one, featuring Paul, John, Chris, and Chad. All right, folks, doing something unique here. I've never done it on this podcast before. We're going to draft an all-time Buffalo Sabres team of full roster players. Players from all 50 years of Sabres hockey are going to be eligible. It's going to be a two-parter today. It'll be forwards and coaches, one head coach, one assistant. We're going to do part two on Friday. That'll be blue liners and goaltenders. We'll discuss how we feel about the respective teams afterwards, and I'll put up a poll on Twitter when this is all said and done, and we'll see how fans feel about the teams and who has the best ones. So to do this, Bringing in some heavy artillery today. Never done this on this podcast before. Got four of the best and most respected Sabres reporters and voices around. They're partaking in this exercise. I'll go around this virtual room here. I got John Vogel from The Athletic. What's going on, John? How you doing? I am doing great. Thanks for having me be part of this. This should be a lot of fun. I'm pumped. Well, it might be a mess, but it's going to be fun too. Also got Paul Hamilton from WGR 550. What's going on, Paul? How you doing? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Got Chad D. Dominicis from Expected Buffalo and Analytics. Cedric website focusing on the Sabres. Also, Die by the Blade. Chad's a regular on his podcast. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. And then last but not least, my man Chris Baker from Sabres Prospects. One of the most respected voices in the Sabres community for quite a while now. What's up, Chris? 
Doing well. I have a water, a coffee, and a beer. So it's another day of work over here for me. <laughs> for everyone listening, like I said, this is unlike anything I've tried doing before on this podcast. I got Paul on by phone. I got the other guys on via Zencast. They're all kind of mixed up here. So we'll work out the case as we go along. Before we get drafted, I wanted to ask you guys one question. They won't get cooking with this draft. Not even so much as a profession, but just as you guys all being lifelong hockey fans, first and foremost, how much of a void is not just Sabres hockey, but hockey period being gone right now. How much of a void is that left for you guys because of this horrible COVID pandemic? I'm going to go around the room and uh, I'll start with John. John, what's your take? How hard has this been for you? Again, as a fan, more so than even a reporter. As a fan, yeah, this is the time of year when the playoffs are on. I mean, that's the best time to watch. There's so much excitement. It's on a nightly basis. There's usually two, three games a night that we just got done watching, and there's usually a lot of energy, obviously, through the So that part's been fun. Uh, the longer this drags on, the more I don't really miss it, to be honest with you, though. Um, although that would be going on now, it's reaching the point, I'll be honest, where I can't uh, I can't see myself getting into hockey as much as I would have if we hadn't had this pause. So. Um, if they were to eventually say, hey, no, we're uh, we're done, I wouldn't shed a tear. But if they come back and play, of course, yeah, I'll watch. And I'm sure the excitement will ramp back up again. What about you, Paul? It was crazy because I was sitting in Montreal. As you know, we were waiting for the game uh, the next night. And we were kind of talking that night saying, you know what, by Friday, I bet we'll have no fans, you know, for the home game. And that night later on is when the basketball hit where, you know, they tested positive for COVID, and it was it was you knew it was over right then and there. I mean, uh, as you know, with the and it, for me, it was just like it just was so. It was the finality of it was just right away, and it's like you're supposed to have 13 games left, and you know you're not going to be covering the playoffs. Uh, when I first started in this business and first started with the Sabers, you cover cover the playoffs all the time. I never would have dreamed we would have gone this long without covering the playoffs. But just the fact that it ended so bluntly and just bang, gone, I think is what really made it, uh, it made me miss it more probably. Yeah. What about you, Chris? What's your take? You know, this is usually a time of year when I'm pretty burned out, frankly. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm enjoying not really having hockey right now, to be honest with you. I miss the playoffs, obviously. But uh, I'm certainly managing through this from a hockey perspective rather well. Um, I'm excited for whenever the draft's going to happen. I think we don't really know when that's going to be yet. I'll really start getting back into gear and getting my mind thinking hockey when that day comes, or at least when they announce when the draft's going to be. But right now, I'm kind of enjoying uh, the other things in life, non-hockey. I hear you. What about you, Chad, last but not least? Uh, it's weird for me because I'm... Um... You know, I guess starting a website when hockey isn't going on is kind of a bold strategy. But you know, having this time on my hands kind of uh, I guess, giving the opportunity to do that. But you know, it's exhausting this team. I mean, to be honest, at times. So uh, part of that, I I kind of enjoy not having to deal with that. I mean, they would have been done by this point anyways. But it was nice to get a break from that. But Kind of where you're at now, you know, I enjoy watching the playoffs. So I think that's the thing that I miss the most. But, you know, the the break from the Sabres themselves, you know, I'm not going to lie, it has been kind of nice. Sure. All right, guys. So here's how we're going to do it. I'm going to get to the rules real quick for the listeners out there. We're doing a snake draft. 
The four guys are going to draft a total of 12 forwards, so four lines, six defensemen, two goalies, one head coach, one assistant coach. I'm just kind of serving as moderator here, you know, slash stirring a little bit of shit every now and then amongst you guys. Again, part one today is going to be forwards and coaches, and then on Friday we'll do the blue line and the net miners. And we'll get started. Like I said, it's going to be a snake draft, so the order for the forwards that we drew is it's going to be John going first and Chad then Chris, and then Paul will have the fourth, and we'll go back the other way with Paul having the first pick in round two. So whenever you guys are good to go, John will be on the clock, and he's got the first pick. All right. Eddie, I gave some thought to giving you a controversial start to get some chatter going about everything, but come on. I mean, there's one guy who leads in games played, goals, assists, points, you name it. I got to take Gilbert Perrault. Gilbert Perrault. Not a big surprise at all. Okay, so... John's got Jill. That puts Chad on the clock with the second pick. What you got, Chad? All right, so I hated being second, and this kind of ate me up all day. But uh, I finally landed on, I'm going to go with the superstar now, and I'm going to go with Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel going second overall. All right. Chris, you're on the clock. First pick, buddy. Who do you got? Chris is running to the podium right now. <laughs> <laughs> to select a player born in St. Louis, Missouri, and with a points machine in the QMJHL as a very young man. And his name is Pat LaFontaine. I know he didn't play a ton of games here in Buffalo, but the all-time points-per-game leader for the franchise and a centerman, got to take him. Okay, Patty LaFontaine goes to Chris. This is going to put Paul on the clock. And Paul's got the next two, so he's picking four, and then he's going to have five coming back the other way. So, Paul, you're on the clock, and you got two. Well, this one's easy for me. I think Richard Martin is one of the best pure goal scorers that this league has seen. He, the shot that he had, just and he, and he constantly practiced his craft and constantly practiced it and could blow it by goaltenders, could beat goaltenders. He had the speed coming down the left wing. So uh, for me, that's an easy one. And the next pick probably isn't as easy. Because I took a winger here, and I hate to take another one right away, but there's probably more centers here available than wingers. So I probably will go with another goal score in Danny Gear. Danny Gear. All right. So we got two wingers for Paul, Richard Martin, and Danny Gear. We're going back the other way now. And Baker, you're back on the clock. Well, you can't have Pat Lafontaine without his wingman, who would smoke a pack a day and pop. Almost as many goals in the same day. Alexander McGillney was my pick. Okay, Alexander McGillney. Chad, you're back up. You've had Jack Eichel with your first pick. Uh, so I guess I'll finish off the French connection thing here, and I'll, I'll go with Robert. Renny Robert, second round to Chad. That's going to put John on the clock with the next two picks. You're up, Johnny. All right. Um, I'm going to focus on goal scoring nearly going here just because I don't see a lot of goals covering this team the past 10 years. So I'm going <laughs> to get as many as I can. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go with Thomas Vanek and Miroslav Shitan. All right. Two good wingers for John back your way, Chad round three. And I'm gonna go a little controversial here, but I, uh, I want to kind of solidify the middle and these two guys play together for a little bit, but I'm going to go Ryan O'Reilly here. Ooh, Ryan O'Reilly. Pretty early, third round. Okay. Chris, you got LaFontaine. You got McGilney. Who you got next? Paul, you're on deck for two after this. 
I'm going to put my big workhorse that can score a lot of goals and a movable force as a left winger, big ass, big on the power play, Dave Anderchuk. Dave Anderchuk. Okay. Paul, you're on the clock with the next two picks. You took Richard Martin and you got Danny Gear. Well, I think I need to get a centerman here, which means I think I have to go with Dale Howard Chuck. Dale Howard Chuck. Good one. Okay. And now we're back with you for the start of round four. And he didn't spend much time here, but he's a Hall of Famer, one of the best players to ever play this game. I think I got to go with another center, Doug Gilmore. Doug Gilmore. Good two way player. Okay. We're back to Chris Baker with his fourth pick. Again, you've had LaFonte, McGilney, and Dave Anderchuk with your first three. We're going to go back to Billy Moore, and I can't think of a, a, a worse second-line center, <laughs> or a better one, I should say, than Daniel Breer. Daniel Breer. He's over a point per game, and his 225 games he played here in Buffalo. Racked up assists like crazy. Nice playoff resume. Easy pick for me to make here. All right, Danny Breer. Chad, you're up. Uh, I'm going to keep going down the middle here. I'm going to go Chris Drury. Chris Drury. All right. Three setters among your first four picks. John, you're on the clock. You got two to last pick of round four, and then we're heading into round five. I feel like this is going to start to get a little bit harder now. Yes, it's starting right now because the guy, I definitely wanted one of those uh, mid-2000 centers who just went Drury or Briere. Um I've got some scores. I think I'm going to need somebody who can play a little D. So I'll go with uh, Craig Ramsey in his 1,000 games. Craig Ramsey. Okay. Now you're back up again with another pick here. And uh, why not stick with that same era and with Don Luce? Don Luce. All right. That's a good thing to play with. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're back with Chad here. Fifth pick. You've had Eichel, Robert, O'Reilly, and Chris Drury so far. Uh, I, mean, I feel like my like heavy 2000. I knew this would happen, but I'm going to go another recent guy. Uh, I'm going to go Pominville here. Jason Pominville. Palmers goes to Chad in round five. All right, Chris, you're up, buddy. Well, you know, I kind of uh, remember this draft vividly when I was a little bit younger. And I always had a soft spot for this player. And I already took the guy that he was traded for. So it's it's only fair that I take Pierre Turgeon. I was typing his name as she said that before he even got to it. Pierre Turgeon goes to Chris Baker. Now we got Paul going on the clock. Got Martin, got Danny Gear, got Howard Chuck, got Doug Gilmore. Uh, I think we go with Mike Felino here. Mike Felino. Didn't you predict I think you predicted you were gonna take him too? I uh, know. I said. I said Curtis Brown. Oh, <laughs> that's a private joke that only uh, one person in this draft would get, which is John. <laughs> All right. Well, we start. We're headed back your way. Yeah, I'm going to take Michael Pecca. Michael Pecca. Okay, Mike Pecca yeah. taken by Paul. Good pick there in the sixth round. Yeah. All right, we're headed back your way, Chris. We're going too fast. <laughs> this is going a lot faster than I thought. Well, take your time, man. Well, you know, I have a couple options here. Oh, man. Okay. Chris, you've avoided the, the recent savers so far in your draft. Not that there's a lot of good ones to pick from in recent years. 
No, I'm I'm purposely staying away from this uh, junk heap. Okay, he was he didn't play a lot here uh, a long time. There's two guys that I could really look at here. I'm actually going to go a little off the board. I feel I'm going to take Tony McKegney. There's a really good Tony McKegney story to be told down the road. I have a soft spot for Tony McKegney. And I came into this exercise wanting to take him at some point, granted, much later. <laughs> but he had a pretty good career here 463 games, almost 0.73 points per game. I'm going to take McKegney and I'm not going to look back. Okay. Chad, you're up, buddy. Round six. Oh, man. This is getting tough now. Chad, I did you a favor because there's no way in hell you were going to take Tony McKegney. I don't even know who that is. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> Chad, are you stumped already, buddy? There's two guys I'm going between, and I'm trying to decide if the second guy will make it back to me. So, all right, I'm going to go with, I think, one of the more underrated Sabres like maybe ever uh, he can get you some scoring but I think some defense too which I can put on my fourth line and I'm going to go with Jokin Hesch Jokin Hesch okay it's a little bit of a surprise not a huge one though good player alright that's going to put John on the clock for two more alright well, let's see here we're getting to the point where every player has a little bit of a flaw in them oh, sure. uh, <laughs> so Let's see here. Um, what? I think this was a guy who was actually missing when the Sabres had their 0607 President's Trophy team, and a guy who, um, if the Sabres hadn't let him go uh, summer before, they might have done even better in the playoffs and advanced. I'm going to go with J.P. Dumont. Yeah. J.P. Dumont, okay. And then centers are getting slim pickings here, so... Um, as I said, these guys all have flaws, but this guy is 13th all on a team with 427 points and 549 games. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Derek Roy. Derek Roy. Okay. Now, Chad, it's your pick up. But before we get to your pick, Paul, are you noticing we're about halfway through now? This is an exercise. It, it seems like this might be an easy thing to do if you're only picking a line or maybe two lines. But when you got to fill out four lines, you're talking 48 forwards between four you guys drafted. It's already getting to the point where it gets difficult to find really good players at this point, isn't it? A little bit, but you know what? There are still some pretty pretty good players out there uh, that, that are available still. So it'll be interesting to see when they go and how they go. I have somebody in mind. We'll see uh, if, if uh, they wind up going before, before I come up to mind. But I still think there's some good players available. Okay, well, you you got a couple picks to wait. Right now, we are on the clock. Chad, you're up. Then Chris and Paul, you'll have two. So you're first, Chad. Uh, I'm going to put him with Jack Eichel. I'm going to go with Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner. Okay. Jeff Skinner goes to Chad. That puts you on the clock, Chris. I need a little speed on this roster. For a depth player, hmm. I can either go with a real fast guy or a guy that was probably one of the slowest goal scorers the Sabres have ever had. But I'm going to wait on him, and I'm going to add a little penalty killing to the mix here, and I'm going to take Saad, Rick Sealing. Rick Sealing, the 
guy who went before Mike Bossy. All right, Paul, they put you on the clock for two. I don't know if you were waiting on one of your guys, if they got taken, but you're up and you got two. You know, uh, I, I kind of figured this guy would still be here. Probably the toughest Buffalo Sabre that's ever put on a uniform. He could also score goals and uh, you know, scored over 30 goals uh, and in, a couple of times in his career. And just one of the toughest guys that I think would be excellent on the third line is Rick Douglas. Rick Dudley. Okay. Rick Dudley is one guy. And then Paul, you're on the clock and you're coming back the other way. Now this is, what is this round? Uh, let's see, three, six, seven. This is your eighth forward. Yeah. Well, I've got, um, I basically have a top line. I have two on a, on a Gilmore line and I probably have two on a Pekka line, depending on where I would put Dudley. Uh, right now I have put him on a Pekka line. So I think I probably could use a goal scorer here that I could stick. Uh, I think I'm going to move Doug Gilmore to the wing and take Tim Connolly. Tim Connolly? Yep. All right. Tim Connolly goes to Paul Hamilton. Going back with you now. You're on the clock, Chris Baker. I'm going to go with a player I didn't see myself drafting at all. Coming into this, but then again, I think you guys all know the level of research I put into this exercise. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that said, tenth in Sabres franchise history in goals per game, with .403 goals per game, this player was sold to the New York Rangers for one dollar. I'm taking Ray Shepard. Mm, Ray Shepard. All right, it's a name from the past I haven't heard in a while. I was thinking of that. That that, that was my other choice. Uh-huh. Okay, good pick. Chad, you're up, buddy. I got to get an older guy in here. <laughs> Did you say you got to get older? <laughs> I got to get an older guy in here. Uh, uh, I, I guess give me some speed. Give me Jeff Sanderson. Jeff Sanderson. Ooh. I like that. Interesting pick. There's a couple guys here that I'm kind of surprised to still see them out there. I'm not going to say who they are, but maybe John will get one now. He's up for two, in fact. So first of two, John Vogel, what do you got? I was going to say, you don't have to be shy. You can send me a text. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) You want me to pick here? Um, No, let's see. I'll take a look. Uh, um, I'm a fan of clutch scorers, obviously. So I see a guy who's... Ranked 10th in game-winning goals on this team. I'll go with Donald Aldette. Donald Aldette, okay. Coming back your way, too. This is the start of round nine now. All right. And let's see here. It's funny. Every time I do a little scrolling here, the name Jochen Hecht pops right up, and I know he's gone, so that was a good pick. Uh-huh. He's gone, yes. Oh, yeah, Chad one. took him in round uh, round six. Nice, uh, nice pick. Hmm. Yeah, sorry for the delay. <laughs> I think this might be a point where people listening might start be, they're screaming at the podcast right now saying, Take this guy, take this guy. Yeah, there was a there was a couple guys who I thought and then I looked at my roster and said, Well, they don't really fit right. yep. trying to build here. No, that's the thing too. I want everyone as you're drafting, don't just draft like the twelve best goal scorers or the twelve you're trying to draft a, a roster that you can put together if they were playing a game. It's not gonna be all four scoring lines. You want a couple guys are good at playing both ways, a couple physical guys, stuff like that. Not necessarily the 12 best fours in franchise history, but just the, the best team that you see fitting. So, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. So, uh, 
We just talked myself into uh, taking Brad May. Brad May. Okay. Tough guy. Brad May goes to John Vogel. That brings you up. Chad D. Domenesis. What do you got, bud? Uh, Take your time, Chad, because I have no idea who I'm picking. It's funny. I have a longer list of guys I'm going to refuse to take rather than guys I'm going to take. It. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul knows who's at the top of my list. <laughs> he keeps looking at me, but I, I hate guys like that are like still on the team. I'm like, but he keeps staring at me. Uh, I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna take Reinhardt. Sam Reinhardt. Sam Reinhardt. Just the second current saber taken here, or no third? I'm sorry. And Chad, you I got all three that. of them. I have all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised by that whatsoever. All right, so Chris, you're on the clock, bud. Who, who, who are you thinking? I need another slow guy that can take a beating in front of the net to go with <laughs> Dave Anderchuk and Ray Shepard. And I think this is going to make you happy, Patrick. Uh-oh. I grew up watching this player on Hockey Night in Canada playing for the Leafs. Rick Vive. There it is. <laughs> we were talking in DMs before the draft. I said props to whoever's going to be the one who takes Rick Vive, and that goes to Chris Baker. All right, Paul, you're on the clock now, and you got the next two. We're getting into the nitty-gritty here. Last handful of picks. Well, another guy that um, I think I'm Paul, and I think I know I'm older than anyone. So uh, <laughs> uh, another guy that uh, could score goals. I'm looking for a third liner right now uh, uh, and could score goals is Jimmy Lorenz. So, uh, you know, I got a top six. I got Martin, Howarchuk, and Dare, Gilmore, Conley, and Polino. I have Dudley and Pekka, and I think Lorenz would fit well on that one. All right, Jim Lorenz. And we're coming back with you, and this is going to be your 10th pick, I believe. For fans that don't know, uh, Jim Lorenz is a guy that scored 27 goals, 25, 23, 23. So I know he's a guy that maybe a lot of folks uh, who are listening haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think I need Stu Barnes to lead off my fourth line. Stu Barnes. Good pick. Late in the draft. I like that one a lot. All right. We are back with Chris, your 10th round pick. I uh, want to preface this by saying I was about to get down on one knee for the one-timer and take Stu Barnes. <laughs> but that's not going to happen now. Hammer, maybe we can uh, make a trade down the road. I will buy you some Chick-fil-A for the rights to Stu Barnes. Um, one of the greatest playoff performances from when I was a kid was put forth by a former Kitchener Ranger. And I have to go with John Tucker. John Tucker. Right. Okay, I like that one. Chad, you're up. All right, let me go to my numbers background. I need some size, and I want to start building my shutdown defensive line here. So I'm going to go with a guy who actually improved his defense when he actually left Buffalo. But he got some time in the top six, and we already have one Felino gone, so I'm going to take the only I didn't hear that one. Who was it? Marcus Felino. John, you're up. You got two. This is going to be two of your last three here. So, 
All right. Now the now we're looking for certain things. I'm gonna go with the the one who got away. Um, he wasn't here very long, but in his two full seasons, he scored 22 goals. He scored 24 goals. Then he got sent to Boston and became a much better goal scorer. I'm going to take Peter McNabb. Okay, Peter McNabb. This was a, this is an interesting one, just because we've had our uh, we had our share of locker room moments. Don't um, do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, you're right. I'm not going to do it. All right, uh, I'll go back to the drawing board. Uh, do it. No, I. I, I no, it was easy to talk me out of that one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a pass. Um, well, I'll tell you what: if he's not taken after we're done, I need to find out who it is and what the uh, locker room. I'm sure. Is. My guess is he'll be taken, but uh, um, I'm gonna go with one uh, that my friend Tim Graham says is criminally underrated. Um, it's a guy that uh, we can eke out a couple extra regular season wins for us if we go to a shootout. I'll take a less code elite. Les Codalik, okay. That's one of the guys I had her on my short list and I was still wondering about. All right, so Codalik goes to John. Chad, you are on the clock with your second last pick. Uh, I'm going to go with some speed again in a player that I enjoyed watching growing up, even though at times he was frustrating, maybe never reached his potential. But I'm going to go with Max Afeniganoff. There it is. That's the guy that I was waiting on. I was wondering when he was going to go. Max Afeniganoff. All right, so Max goes to Chad. Chris, second last pick, bud. Who you got? Okay, I need a, uh, I need a heart and soul guy. I need a leadership by example guy. I need a PK guy. I need a character guy. I need a Mike Greer. Oh, oh, that's a good pick. All right, Mike Greer goes to Chris. All right, so Paul, here's the sick. Paul, you're on the clock here with two straight. And these are your last two guys. This is forwards 11 and 12. So these will be your last two picks for the forwards. Okay, let me see if anybody can guess this guy. Uh, he's he's a centerman. His first two years as a Sabre, he had 65 and 71 points. It was his two best years. But even after that, at 60, 60, 50. Anybody know who I'm talking about? Oh. Who could, you know, play, play good defense was a pain to play against and obviously had a little bit of offense to him too. It'll be a good fourth line center. I don't remember what position he was, but it sounds a little like Christian Rutu. You are absolutely right. All right. Yeah. Uh, Christian Rutu. I hadn't thought of that name in a long time. That's a good pick. All right. Christian Rutu goes to Mike, or I mean to Paul, and you still got one more too. This is going to be your last pick. Uh, easy. I need some grit. I need some wildness, a little bit of goal scoring now. And then Matthew Barnett. Matthew Barnaby. Paul Hamilton takes Matthew Barnaby. All right. We are down to our last three picks here. On the clock is Chris Baker. That's really funny that uh, Hammer Time just took Barney because I totally got to go for some toughness here and a little nostalgia. Part of my language, but I need a guy that's going to beat the shit out of the other team. (laughs) So that's Rob Ray. Rob Ray. Okay, Rob does get drafted. Goes to Chris Baker here, round 12. All right, two more. Chad, you're up. All right, so I'm going to go with another, well, I guess sort of current player. But I need to get my fourth line center here, and I have a respect for what he does the last few years on this team defensively, and I'm going to go Johan Larson. Johan Larson. Okay, Johan Larson. All right. A A lot of young players on Chad's team. No surprise there. 
All right, last pick among all the fours. This is the 48th Ford that's going to be taken overall. It's up to John. Uh, it looks like uh, I may need a center, a fourth-line center here. Um, and I am a little surprised the guy that I was going to pick last time around didn't go, and that was Evander Kane. Um, mm. I'm not going to take him again because, I, I, like I said, I need a fourth-line center. That's who I was speaking of earlier. Oh, okay. Um, there's a few names popping out. Let's see. There's Brent Peterson was a quality soft guy. Love Brent Peterson. Uh, he's a really nice guy, too. Um, so he's in the running here. Um, Adam Mayer would give a little toughness. Um, I wish Cody McCormick's career hadn't been shortened by injury because he brought a lot to the team when he was there. Mm-hmm. John, there's a player I really like. Can I throw a name in here, Hopper? You sure can. I grew up really loving Andre Savard. John, there's a name you you're not kicking around with. I'm very surprised. <laughs> is that is that a sarcastic surprise or a? I wouldn't take him. You know why? I probably gave him away. <laughs> <laughs> sort of pin myself in by needing the center at this point because I'm. Uh... Jerry Mean was a guy, but he's not a defensive guy. He's not a fourth line guy. But you know, I, I was watching him the whole way. I mean, he had a thirty-one goal year, a twenty-eight goal year, a twenty-four goal year, uh, a twenty goal year. I mean, he's but he never just fit into what I was trying to do. As you said, we're not just taking the twelve best guys, right? You know, what? take Adam Creighton, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? The Sabres have played with only one center for the last three years, so I might be able to get away with three. Right. Um, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Lindy Ruff. Lindy Ruff. He might get. Well, he's he's probably going to be on two rosters because I would assume he's going to end up being one of the coaches. But anyway, all right. So he could be, that's going to be on three if you want to make him a defenseman. Too, that is true. That's right. right. That's right. That's very true. We're going to jump right into the coaches. Before we do that, though, I'm just going to throw out a couple forwards who did not end up getting drafted. Probably the biggest name would be Drew Stafford. He went unselected. Um, look at here through the list of guys that got to run down. Well, you kind of joked about Curtis Brown before the draft, but I thought he was a candidate. He didn't end up getting picked. Tyler that's Ennis. Who I was talk- that's who I was talking about to John just there was Curtis Brown. Derek yeah. Smith would have been another one, too. Yeah, Tyler Ennis. He's another one up there. Uh, Derek Plant. Wanted a, a fourth line center, Jason Daw. I'm just throwing out Paul Gostad, Brian Holzinger. Those are just some names, and I'm sure a lot of Yuri Hamilev, Cody Hudson, Yuri Hamilev. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some uh, there's some decent players who did not end up getting drafted. We'll end. I'm going to get your takes on your forwards at the end here, but before that, we're going to jump right into the coaches. So we're going to take. We'll go with the head coach and an assistant coach, and. uh, We'll do change up the draft order. So, Chad, you're going to get first crack. So, the order is going to be Chad first, then Chris, then Paul, and then John. You'll go fourth and then come back the other way. We're definitely going to take a head coach. If there's an assistant you want to take, take one. I suppose you can take a second head coach and make an assistant if you really want to. It's your team and your choice and all. But that's the way we'll roll with this. So, anyway, you get your first crack. So, head coach, Chad, you're up. Who's your head coach? But. I feel like I got to stick with my era, and I really had one good coach in the era my team exists in. Uh, maybe he's not the best coach in Sabres history, but like I said, he kind of fits the era of my team. So I'm going to go 
the guy who just got picked. I'm going to pick him again and go Lindy Ruff. Okay, Lindy Ruff goes to Chad DiDominicis. Chris, you're up. You got the second crack here. Who's your head coach? I'm very excited. First of all, we'd like to thank the city of Hamburg, New York, for the great hospitality this week. <laughs> um, I, I do want to just get right to the point here and say that a great hockey man, very friendly anytime you see him in any rink, but a really good strategist also behind the bench, Scotty Bowman. Okay, that's, I, was, I kind of expected him to be the first one taken. Scotty Bowman goes to Chris. That leaves you, Paul. Who's your next? You're the third up here. Who's your head coach? Well, uh, I think I must go with John Muckler. John Muckler. Okay. John, that leaves you up. Last pick of the head coach and then first pick of an assistant, unless you want to add another head coach as an assistant. Right. Um, Well, we got a few choices here for coaches. Floyd Smith uh, had a great record uh, because he had the best teams. Uh, Punch Imlek was obviously the, at the start. Um, Ralph's fun to talk to. <laughs> um, huh. <laughs> let's see. I am. I'm going to go with a guy who coached a little out of the winning teams. I'm going to pick Floyd Smith as my head coach. Okay, Floyd Smith. And uh, I do have an assistant in mind right off the bat. Um, it's a guy who. In case something happens to Floyd, I know he can step in. I'm going to take uh, John Tortorella. Love it. Good pick. Nice. I like that. All right, Chad, you're up. Is it Chad or is it Paul? No, it goes the other way. I'm last. Oh, you're right. My bad. Paul, you're up. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to go with Don Lever. Don Lever. Okay. Paul takes Don Lever. Chris, you're up. And then, Chad, you're last. Mitch Corn. Helped drive results with four resumes and two heart trophies. Mitch Korn should not only be in the Hall of Fame, but I have room for him on the bench next to Scotty Bowman all day long. All right. It's Korn. Chad, you're up. Last pick. John taking Tortorella really hurt me here. (laughs) (laughs) Chad, Google best assistant coach of all time. Best assistant coach of all time. In my opinion, yeah. I think, Paul, I think you know where I'm going with this, right? As far as you can take, actually, one of Scotty's assistants. Yeah. Who actually was a head coach and an assistant. Yep. Are you thinking Craig Ramsey? Who are you? No. No? Um, That's a good one for Chad, too, though. That's kind of who I was thinking, Ramsey. Well, we got both Ramsey. I'll I'll just go Craig Ramsey, and then you can tell everybody who it is. Yeah, so I think Boring Smith deserves a mention in this exercise. Oh, yeah. Ted Sater was a good assistant coach. Jimmy Roberts was a good assistant coach. That's who I was thinking. Yep. All right. Here's what we're going to do before we wrap up for today. I'm going to go around the room one time, and I'm going to get your instant reactions to the fours that you drafted. Who, again, this was an on-the-fly, real-time exercise. You didn't know who you were going to take until you were actually on the clock. It's not like we had a lot of time to prepare. This was kind of like a real draft in that sense. I'll start with you, John. So you got Perot, Vanek, Chatan, Craig Ramsey, Don Luce, J.B. Dumont, Eric Roy, Audette, Brad May, Peter McNabb, Alice Kotalik, and as a forward, Lindy Ruff. Looking back now, what's your instant thoughts? I hate my team. 
<laughs> I just uh, I just wanted to say that. Um, I don't think I have the best team uh, as I scroll down uh, the sheet of paper here and look at other things. I'm a little weak down the middle. Um, you never know what you're going to get uh, from Miroslav Tan. Could be a 40-goal season. He might disappear for a week. But I think that being said, he was one of the more underrated snipers of his era. He ranks among the best scorers in an era where not a lot of people scored, especially on that team. So, yeah, I, uh, while I said I hate my team, I, that's an overstatement, but I also don't love it. So, uh, <laughs> but I'll take it. I'm, I'll take it. All right. Next up, you got Chad here. So, Chad, you took Michael, Rene Robert, O'Reilly, Drury, Hammers. You got Jokin Hatch, Jeff Skinner, Jeff Sanderson. I like that pick there. Sam Reinhart, Felino. Max Finneganoff and Johan Larson. What's your first thoughts when you looked at that team? I think I have to trade Rene Robert. Doesn't fit. <laughs> He's not a fit yeah. on your team. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I like my depth on the middle. I mean, Eichel, O'Reilly, Drury, Larson. I can't be mad about that. But uh, I don't know. Like, I wanted to get some older Sabres in here. But part of me, it's tough. You know, I even watch a lot of those. Guys, you know, I'm living uh, watching hockey until like the mid '90s, so that was kind of tough to get. Other than knowing them by name and knowing they were good, um, you know, I really didn't get to watch them. So, sure, totally understandable. How about you, Chris? So we got Pat Lafontaine, McGillney, Andrew Chuck, Danny Briere, Pierre Turgeon, Tony McKegney, Rick Sealing, Ray Shepard, Rick Five, John Tucker, Mike Greer, and Rob Ray. I just want to say that uh, I like my depth down the middle. And my team is playing in the odd. The <laughs> small ice surface, my team will win puck battles. Even the slow guys will get to the spot they need to get to. And as long as I'm playing the odd, I like my squad. All right. Last but not least, of course, Paul Hamilton. You got Martin, Danny Gear, Dale Howard, Chuck Gilmore, Felino, Mike Pekka, Rick Dudley, Tim Connolly, Jim Lorenz, Stu Barnes. Christian Rutu, and Matthew Barnaby. Your thoughts, Paul? I kind of like my team a lot. I mean, I've got, you know, one line of Martin Howard, Chuck, and Gear. I think I have another good scoring line in you know, Hall of Famer and Gilmore, Conley, and Polino. Um, I would prefer Gilmore at center, but with the way I drafted, I would play him on the wing there. I think I have an excellent uh, checking slash line that can also do more in, in Pekka centering Dudley and Lorenz. And I like my fourth line, you know, with Rutu between Barnaby and Stu Barnes. And I got a good mixture. I got a bunch of captains and Howarchuk, Dare, Gilmore, Polino, Pekka, Barnes. I've got a coach in Muckler that, you know, was an assistant in Stanley Cup winners. He won the last Stanley Cup in Edmonton. Uh, you know, so I have a, a Stanley Cup winning coach. So I, I like the mixture that I've got there. All right, gentlemen, good stuff. Thanks. Uh, and we'll be back again with part two on Friday. All right, really good stuff there from all four guys. I'm going to spend a couple of minutes here recapping the draft picks. Actually, I'm not going to list them one through 12 on how they drafted them because each of the guys submitted to me afterwards what their four forward lines would be. So we'll kind of read them off and I'll have a few thoughts on each team. And I also want to let you know that can't do it today because we still got guys left to draft. 
on Friday. We're going to be drafting defensemen and goaltenders. But after we do that on Friday, I'm going to put up a poll on my Twitter, at Pamoran Tweets. I'm going to put a photograph up of each of the four rosters that the guys drafted. And I'm going to have you fans out there vote for who you think did the best job in drafting their team. Again, just a couple quick thoughts so far. I think Paul Hamilton of the four has the most balanced four lines. Love his first line, his scoring line. Howard Chuck centering Rick Martin and Danny Gear. That's pretty lethal. Then he's got Tim Connolly centering on line two, Mike Foligno and Doug Gilmore. His third line is center Mike Pekka, and he's centering Jim Lorenz and Rick Dudley. Two older guys on that third line that maybe not some younger fans would be familiar with, at least in terms of as players, but that's a good line. Then I love his fourth line. This is a great fourth line. Christian Root 2 centering Matthew Barnaby and Stu Barnes. I like that a lot. So in my opinion, I think Paul had the most balance between four lines. I think Chris Baker has by far the best first line, but his forward lines to me a little bit top heavy. I think he would be the first to tell you that as well. That first line though, I mean, holy shit. You're talking Pat LaFontaine centering for Alexander McGilney and Dave Anderchuk. I mean, wow. What a first line that is. After that, Daniel Briere. He's centering Tony McKegney and Mike Greer. He's got Pierre Turgeon centering Rick Vive and Ray Shepard. And then he's got John Tucker. Good fourth line center. I like that pick. Rick Sealing and Rob Ray on his fourth line. I actually like that fourth line. I like it a lot. Chad Dedeminisis. I'll tell you, throughout the process, when you heard us talking here, it kind of felt like, oh, you keep taking all these young guys, recent guys. But then I look at his forwards and I'm like, this is a good hockey team. This is a good, well, at least forwards anyway. These are really good forwards. So he's got Jack Eichel centering Skinner, who we both know that line works, with Jason Pominville on it. I like that first line. And he's got Ryan O'Reilly on the second line centering Max Finneganoff and Sam Reinhart. That's a really good blend. I like that a lot too. Third line center, Chris Jury. That's a hell of a third line center, man. Rennie Robert and Jeff Sanderson. I think some people are going to have some problems with that though, Chad. You might want to switch Palmers and Rennie Robert. Rennie Robert should be on that first line with Eichel and Skinner. Maybe we move Pominville down with Jury and Sanderson. But anyway, Chad's a GM, so he wants Rennie Robert on the third line. But anyway, point being, those are nine good forwards, man. Then his fourth line, Johan Larson with Jochen Hatch and Marcus Foligno. That's not bad either. Tell you what, don't sleep on Chad's roster. He did a good job. It's a good team. Pretty young for the most part compared to the others, but it's a good job. Then last but not least, John Vogel. I think John has, of the four teams, I think he has the best like two-way lines, but not a lot of offense. Like John Vogel's team is going to be built to win games 2-1, maybe 3-2, but that's about it. First line, perfectly good. Scores, Gilbert Perot. With Miroslav Shatan, Thomas Vanek. I mean, that's a that's a lethal first line. I like that a lot. Then on the second line, he's got Don Luce with J.P. Dumont, Craig Ramsey. I mean, you're talking defense there already, baby. Uh, third line, Derek Roy. Alice Kotalik, very underrated saver. Donald Audette. I mean, they're like, they can put the puck in the net. It's not the most proficient line that we've ever heard of, but I like that. And then the fourth line, Peter McNabb. 
center in Brad May, one of my favorite Sabres self guys of all time. Pretty good hockey player, too. And Lindy Ruff. Not Lindy Ruff, the head coach. Lindy Ruff, the forward. Technically, Lindy Ruff could have been drafted three times because he played forward, played defense, played coach. Played coach. He was a coach, I should say. I'm going to give you a spoiler though for Friday. Lindy Ruff was not amongst the defensemen drafted. But anyway, solid team by John. But yeah, man, they're going to be they're going to be a physical team that's going to that's going to wear you out, try to win a lot of games two to one. Low scoring team there for John. But anyway, again, really good job with the Fords. On Friday, we got the defenseman and the goalie. I very much encourage listener interaction. Got any thoughts on these four lines? If there's a team that you think is significantly better than any of the others, tweet at me at Pamoran Tweets. Maybe I'll read some of the some of your thoughts on Friday's episode as well. You can also email the show, talking buffalo podcast at gmail.com. A lot of fun. Very much looking forward to seeing how this plays out on Friday. One last thing before I get out of here, too. I did a podcast. I was a guest on a podcast called Buckets and Dan. Taped it late last week. I'm pretty sure it's out right now as you're hearing this one. I had a lot of fun. We did a Mount Rushmore of chicken wings. It was four of us, including myself. We drafted four chicken wing spots each. And as you would suspect, I absolutely crushed it. Had the third pick. Somehow 9-11 Tavern just fell into my lap. So got them. Got Macy's Place Pizzeria in round two. Came back with Dalmatia Hotel in round three. Then O'Neill Stadium in in round four. So yeah, man, I crushed it. Those are four of the top eight that are on my chicken wing power rankings. But anyway, a lot of fun. So there was that. And then also, I haven't heard it yet, but Rob Johnson was a guest. They had an interview with Rob Johnson that I'm very much looking forward to hearing. He doesn't do a lot of interviews, so props to them. Pretty new podcast. I think this was only their fourth episode. I don't know for sure what other platforms are on, but I do know for sure that they're on Apple Podcasts. I'll put a link to that in the show notes with this as well. So go check that out. That was a lot of fun to do. And on that note, that is going to do it for this episode of Talking Buffalo Podcast. Thank you very, very much once again. Paul Hamilton, John Vogel, Chris Baker, Chad DiDominicis. Pretty hectic, but a lot of fun to do. Very much looking forward to part two on Friday with those guys. If you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, please go ahead and do so right now. Rate and review, all that fun stuff. It really helps me continue to grow this show tremendously. It allows me to get guys like John and Paul and Chris and Chad on this podcast regularly. Also, check out our channel on YouTube. Talking Buffalo podcast, not the same. That's kind of different, at least. I have highlight clips from current and past episodes up there. Going to start having more and more original audio content that you'll only find there. Won't hear it anywhere else. Not even this podcast. So subscribe to the podcast audio. Also subscribe to the Talking Buffalo podcast YouTube channel. Then, of course, last but not least, hit me up on Twitter at Pamoran Tweets. I say it all the time, and it's true. You want to find me, that's where I'm going to be. Don't call me. Don't email me. Don't text me. Find me on Twitter. That's where I'm going to be. Thank you so much for listening. I say it all the time. I really, truly appreciate it. So many podcasts out there. So much good competition. You're listening to this one. I can't tell you in words. Seriously, how humbling that is. It means a lot to me. So thank you very much. Stay safe. Have a good week. Be back. Part two of this on Friday. I'll catch you on the flippity flip. 
Bye.